Welcome back to another episode of the Fun Size Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten, and with me today is my co-host, Jessica. Hello. And we are going to be talking about the best core exercises for strong and sexy abs, but there's a lot to unpack here. So we are going to break this up into two episodes. So let's just dive right into it. Do you want to explain the difference between core and abs? Yes. Okay. Um, I know last time we did this for the booty, you were like, do you want to? And I was like, oh, no, (laughs) putting you on the spot. (laughs) My brain turned off. Um, So I'm a little more prepared today. Okay. So abs, um, your abdominals is what everybody considers your six pack. So if you can see your six pack or you can see your abs, that's what it is. And it is the whole system there is the rectus abdominis in the the big uh, fancy terms and it's just in front of your abdomen it's between your pretty much between your ribs and your pelvis is what you're going to consider your six pack now your core is your entire trunk and when we talk about like the anatomy your trunk is your lower back um pretty much anything under your your trapezius um and your lower back and then all the way around it so it wraps all the way around so it's going to include your obliques it's going to include the front which is the rectus abdominis it's going to include all of that i usually like to say it's all of the muscles in between the diaphragm and the pelvic floor yes 100 percent. way easier than what i just said (laughs) (laughs) yeah and that encompasses like all of the muscles like that stabilize your spine and like you said, your low back. So it's like all of those little things in there. Like you don't just have a six pack. That's not your only muscle there. Like there's a lot of muscles that are going on between your diaphragm and your pelvic floor. Well, yeah. And your, your entire, your core muscles, um, like you said, they are pretty much what is in charge of keeping you stable and balanced, um, as a, as a whole, it's not just, what looks good, which is your abs. Yeah. And the other thing is that I think most people are under the impression that if you train your abs, it means you're training your core, but that's not always true. Like you could have a six pack, but that doesn't mean that you have a strong core. Exactly. A hundred percent. Um, and I, I told you this before it was like, I was an athlete and you think as an athlete, you have a strong core, but actually I had a, I was told I had a weak core because I kept getting injured in my back. So it was like, everything is, everything is connected. So when you talk about core, everything is connected. When you talk about just doing ab work, um, primarily, I don't know. Nowadays, I want to say when I, when, as a coach, when I'm like, we're going to do ab work, I don't mean we're going to make your six pack look great. I mean, we're going to work the whole core, but I think I say that nowadays because it's just like the layman term, like, Mm -hmm. Nobody really wants to hear, oh my gosh, we're going to work on core stability today. Like nobody wants to hear that. People are like, I want to work my abs. I want my abs to be sore. And it's like, I will work your abs and I will make them sore, but I want, I want everything encompassed. Yeah. People, I think like, I'm definitely guilty of it too, but using those interchangeably, like they're, yes, it's very common to do that. It's not technically correct to do that. Um, And we'll probably misplace our words throughout this podcast. (laughs) A hundred percent. I will misplace all my words. (laughs) 
Exactly. It's, it's common to use them interchangeably, but there's, there is a stark difference contrast there. Um, do you want to like, should we explain how we're going to break it up? Like we kind of, okay, well, we did just say what exactly the, um, abs are. Um, yeah. So we have the anatomy, um, the difference between abs and core. We also want to touch on some of the myths that we typically hear throughout ab training or core training, and then also diet. Of course that plays a role into everything. everything. And then also those back issues that you just slightly touched upon and pregnancy. So, um, where do you want to dive in next? Let's see. Um, let's go ahead and hit on some of the myths, because I think like when you do a crunch, you know, are you working your core or are you working your abs? So yeah, I'd like to dive into those. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, let's see. <laughs> what is a myth? Putting each other that... on the spot. Like, no, you go for it. No, I go for it. No, you go for it. No, you go. This is, why are our brains, you know, it is Thanksgiving week, guys. Um, I think that has something to do with it. Yeah, that, and I will um, also admit that abs are not my strong point. And I mean, to kind of tie this back into your back issues where you didn't have a strong core, but you had a strong abs. Is that true? Yes. I, I feel like I'm the opposite. So like when I stepped on stage and stuff, like my, my abs barely poked through, like you could like just barely see like the little lines, but like my core, I feel like is strong as just from all the heavy lifting that I have done throughout my life. So like, I feel like my abs are weak, but my core is strong. So it'll be interesting to see like kind of our differences as we go through this again. Right. Well, and touching on that, like, uh, I didn't realize like when I was in college and as an athlete, you don't realize maybe that was the mindset shift of, you know, you need to work on your core. You, you don't have to work on your abs your abs are all encompassing, you know, to prevent injuries. Mm -hmm. So where I'm coming from is preventing injuries versus, um, like just being on stage. But as we've talked about with bodybuilding, like abs are made in the kitchen. That is not a myth. That is something completely a hundred percent true. Like, so I got like down, I was super lean and that's why you could see my abs and I never trained. Like I never spot trained, which Mm-hmm. Okay. Myth number one, if anybody tells you they can spot train anything, run. Um, you can't just having like an ab circuit, having a core circuit. Those are always good to have, but you can't, you can't just train your abs. Yeah. I mean, so the core alone, like you can't isolate any of those muscles. No. Like no matter what exercise you do, that's a core exercise. You're not going to be just hitting one specific muscle because they're all working together. It's like when you do a squat and you tell people to suck in their core when you're doing a a squat, you know, you brace. So you are working your core while you're doing a squat. A lot of exercises that we do definitely tie into your core, you know, front squats, Like when I do a front squat, I feel it more in my core than I do in my quads a lot of times. And that's, that's because 
your core is stabilizing you. So that's what's keeping you upright. And so you need to have a strong core in order to do those movements, especially heavy ones. And I think that this is going to sound crazy at first. And you're going to be like, oh, wow, I didn't even realize this. But like, once I say it, you're going to be like, oh, wow, like now I understand everything. But CrossFitters and powerlifters, when you look at them, they have these strong cores, these strong midsections, like their abs are just popping. And the reason, yes, the reason for that is that they have this insane core stability and those muscles in there are a little bit thicker. They're not like crazy, but they are just a little bit stronger. No, but they, but they also do gymnastics is tied into that, which is your entire core. You know, they have a lot of movements that they do that we don't necessarily do when you're just doing aesthetics. Yeah. I mean, there's another thing, aesthetics versus. Yeah. To push that point even further, exactly why I bring up CrossFitters and powerlifters and not bodybuilders here is because their strong stability core they've got going on. Those muscles actually push on the abdominus rectus or rectus abdominus. And that is what makes their abs like protrude a little bit. And that's why at such higher body fat percentages than let's say a bodybuilder, you see their six pack. And like, that's, I think that's like that light bulb kind of moment where people are like, oh, I understand now. Like they have a strong core. Yes, they have abs too, but that core is kind of like what's pushing that wall out and making it visible, even though they might not be at 10% body fat. Right. Yeah. No, they're just, they're just strong. And here's where like nutrition comes into it because like power lifters are strong, but you can be a heavier set power lifter and not see your abs at all. And that doesn't mean you have a weak core. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't mean like, just because you can't see the front doesn't mean you don't have it. Um, You know, so that plays into it as well. Again, nutrition is such a huge, huge thing. And I think that is one of the myths that is true. Like abs are made in the kitchen, especially if you're just showing them off on stage versus, um, you know, and sometimes it's genetics too. Cause I do feel mm-hmm. like some women are naturally on the thinner side and they do look like they have definition. Like I know you can always see like the top four of mine. I don't know why <laughs> genetically, that's just how that happened. But you know, even when I was on stage, I never had, cause some people like when they get super lean, you can see like all the way down to that pelvic bone where it's like, it looks like they have an eight pack, you know? And you're like, well, yeah, that's just, that's the muscle. Like that's just, you can see all those, but yeah, so that is a myth, but it is a true myth. Now, one of the myths that I kept coming up on was spot training. (laughs) And that is just like, you can't just, again, clickbait, like when women have babies and then we have that, that pooch, people always freak out about that. And they're like, I'm just going to do lying leg lifts all day. Um, and you can't do that. (laughs) I mean, you can, you just won't get what you are after. (laughs) Right. You probably won't get what you like there. (laughs) And I think another myth that goes along with nutrition is if you want to achieve a look, a specific look, and you don't play with the nutrition, 
you're going to get a strong core and you're going to push that wall out, but you won't necessarily, not like a CrossFitter, you won't see your abs. You'll just get thicker. Um, so a lot of times people are like, oh my gosh, I'm doing all these ab exercises and I'm not losing any weight. And I don't know why I'm just looking thick and like a barrel. And it's like, because you're not watching what you're eating, you know? So there's that end of it as well, that I think is something that needs to be touched on. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also, a myth, and I've had people come to me, clients come to me. I want to train my abs every day. And I'm like, we don't, we don't need, you don't need to train them every day, but here's the thing. You can overtrain them by like doing a 20 minute ab routine every day. Like, but as you touched on, we do ab work when we squat, we do ab work when we, you know, deadlift, we do core, we do, I don't even want to say ab work. We do core work when we're doing those big movements, even when we're doing some of the smaller movements, we're doing core work. Absolutely. So you can overwork your core and then really just mess your whole routine up because you're overtrained. And when we're overtraining, we don't see the results that we want because we're doing too much. Yeah. There's kind of two myths there that I'd like to touch on. Um, what like, actually one is what you just said is, you know, like you can overtrain them just like you can overtrain mm-hmm. any other body part. We're not going right. to, you're not going to train your biceps six days a week because you want bigger biceps and then expect them to grow. You, you just, you can't. And so the abs are the same thing. And in that same sense, I think a lot of women are afraid to train abs with weight. Yes. And I think that is because you th- there's this myth that if you train with weight, then they're going to get big and bulky and you don't want a big and bulky waist, but that's not necessarily true. Like you and I both know, and the listeners out there know that it takes a lot of weight and a lot of consistency and a lot of time to build up just your bicep with weight. Right. Oh yeah. So it's the same thing to get muscle. It takes a lot more than what people really think. Right. So the abs aren't different in that sense. Like the abs aren't just going to hold the weight and be like, Oh my God, now I'm like, I don't know, Phil Heath. Like you're just not going to get that way. <laughs> now I'm Phil Heath. Right? I just imagined him in a bikini. <laughs> that was just some craziness in my brain, but that's so true. Like, yeah, it's crazy true. Like, I think there's a lot of, I follow this one girl who I'm not going to call out, but she claims that she doesn't ever train abs because she trains them enough while she's doing her bigger lifts. And while that's true to some degree, to some degree, it's not, you can't put that out to the masses. Right. Like, I don't feel like that's what's going to give you a six pack. Like she kind of claims like the secret to a, the secret to a, a tiny core or a tiny waist is not training abs, but doing core in your bigger lifts. And I'm like, ah. Right. There's a lot of mind muscle connection too that people have to learn while doing those big lifts to be able to say, absolutely. Yeah. Like I worked my core today. And when you're doing a big lift, there's so many things running through your brain, you know, like bracing, proper foot, you know, like where your muscle, like there's so much in a lift that, like to say, I mean, that's just a, it's kind of dangerous to put that out to the masses. Mm-hmm. I'm going to touch on like postpartum a little bit. Yeah. Because 
being a bodybuilder and getting down, you know, I never really trained my abs a whole lot. There were things I did to hit on some aesthetics. Um, and that was later on in my bodybuilding training. Cause like when I first started, I kind of just, I mean, you're new at it, you're learning. So I didn't know, but like also my, my first stage shots, I mean, I, I had a six pack, like I didn't, I didn't think anything of it. I followed the diet. So in my head, it was all diet. Um, I was doing heavy lifts though. I was bracing. I'm a trainer. Like that stuff's ingrained. You had an athletic history. Yeah. Like that stuff's ingrained in your brain. So for me, I didn't think about it until I had a baby and until I was like hurting my back constantly. But if you think about it, like I had an, I'm not a superhero. I had an epidural. So that spot. And again, I don't know if this is true for all women that I've ever had an epidural, but because I know my body so well, when I hurt my back, she was like four or six months. I don't even remember exactly how old she was. I hurt my back. I was in bed probably for a day and a half to two days, couldn't move. Like it hurt so bad. I, I pulled something and I was like, I can't be like this all the time. Like what is going on? But I knew that it was where that epidural had went in. It was a weak spot. Like it formed a weak spot. And it, I mean, it go, it, it's a big ass needle that goes through your vertebrae. So yeah. of course it's going to create a weak spot, but I also had a C-section. So that created, I mean, they cut through my abdominal to get to the baby. I mean, both those things are a huge stress on the body, I feel like, right? Especially on the core. Oh, huge trauma, yeah. huge stress. Um, you know, and I recovered quickly. Um, and I, my, I mean, everything was pretty, like, I can't complain. I don't have too many issues. I just know from knowing my body so well, those are weak points. I have weak points. And I would never at this point as a coach and as a 35 year old woman who's had a kid, like I would never tell anybody, don't worry about your abs. Like I would never be like, don't worry about your core. You know, you do enough when you squat. Like I would never say that now because there are things that I do every time I do a lift, which I do a lift. I work out three to four times a week if I'm lucky. And I always tack on some kind of core exercises at the end of it, sometimes at the beginning of it. Cause like we talked about like our, like activating our glutes and stuff. I do like fire hydrants and donkey kicks and things like that. And hip circles, which engage my core. But I know that if I don't do those exercises, those weak spots can come back to bite me later. Like, you know, if I take time off and, um, I don't do those core exercises in probably two to three weeks is when I can start to tell that like my back hurts or just silly things start to happen where I'm like, man, I feel like even my posture. So like if I'm not paying attention in the car and I start like sink, like it's a weird slouching. It's not just in my shoulders. It's now in my, it's now where I've had that C-section where I've had that epidural where I'm like, okay, I've got to like, you know, straighten up. I've got to hold that tight. So yeah, I don't know. It's, there's a lot to core stability versus just abs. Um, I think I've said before on the podcast, I don't know what my stomach, I don't remember what my stomach looked like before I was a bodybuilder. 
I remember as a bodybuilder having a six pack, not forever, obviously, because after the stage, I totally gained weight, but I grew a belly and had a baby. And I don't remember what my stomach looked like because now it looks completely different. So again, pregnancy, postpartum, everything gets rearranged and then it comes back and it's not quite the same. I also want to touch on, um, kind of that leanness in order to see your six pack or your abs for women. We have to get down what between like 12 to 18% to be able to see that. And it comes with a price, right? Like Jess and I can both vouch for this because we've been there and we've been in that experience before where we're not fun people. (laughs) And we've talked about this on the podcast before we are, when we have abs, we are not the most fun people. And so that price is, you know, your fun and your freedom. So it's not always worth it to see your abs, but you still need to work them even if you don't see can't them. see them. Yeah. Because again, it's that core stability that's going to help you do all of your other lifts and all of your other daily life things and all of that good stuff. Well, and like you said, there's also a difference between a man and a female. Mm. Um and the body types aside, they're you know, men naturally have testosterone, which helps them do things differently so that they're leaner differently. For women, we don't have that. We have estrogen, which is for making babies. <laughs> so we want to hold, our body wants to hold fat around our core because that's where we like grow and maintain a human. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, for us, it is less fun. Um, I was like reading and it was like, you can eat carbs and still have abs. And I'm like, you can to a certain extent. And I think when they were saying this, it was like carbs is such a loose term because you can have, you know, fast acting carbs. You can have like slower digesting carbs. You can have clean carbs. You can have some dirty bulking carbs Um, that like carbs is just such this this huge thing. Um, And for a man, it could be a little different. Like I know um, there were guys when I was like on my team, as I was bodybuilding that could have the things that I couldn't because like, you know, one dirty bulking carb. (laughs) And I was like, yep, they're gone. They're out. (laughs) One race Christmas Um, treat later. (laughs) Right. Like uh, I'm bloated. I'm, I'm, they're non-existent. Yeah. So it is, there's, there's some differences between men and women. There's going to be some differences. And I mean, and that's just physiological, um, we can't help the body chemistry that we have mm-hmm. as well. So, so I want people to know that like diets are like that too. Like, so you can, you know, one diet that works for you may not even work for me. You know, like we, we learned that bodybuilding, like there were some people that could do higher carb, lower fat and still attain the look that they wanted versus like me, I had to, I couldn't achieve the look that I achieved with carbs. So I was no fun. I was a fun suck. Couldn't have carbs. I was dying. (laughs) But, you know, you could see my abs. Like, you could see my abs real good. Yeah. And they were there for, like, maybe a month. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I had that, uh, the low back Christmas tree. Oh, yeah. People talk about. Yeah, I had the start of that, you know, which is also, again, just having a good core. 
you know a lot of people are like how do you train to get that christmas tree in the back and i'm like you don't you just you have to brace you you have to do your lifts you have to do them properly but also you know there are some exercises you can do you know but still yeah and like the kind of different diets work for different people same with the booty building exercises that we talked about, like different exercises are going to work better for different people. Like all of this is keep that in mind as we kind of roll into the exercise part of this podcast episode, but there are an overwhelming number of ab exercises out there. So it is extremely difficult to pinpoint exactly which ones that you should or shouldn't be doing or focusing your time on and all of that good stuff. And there's a lot of like super advanced, more sexy kind of movements that we see on Instagram all of the time, the clickbait, the clickbait movements, but those, some of those, like you really shouldn't be doing them unless you first master. If you don't know what you're doing. Right. Yeah. But I mean, if you don't know what you're doing, you don't know what's advanced and you don't know what you should or shouldn't be doing. The truth is there are so many core and ab exercises out there. So hopefully what we're going to do is make this a little bit simpler and easier to digest, but we're going to get into all of that on the next episode. So you're just going to have to tune in to next week to hear part two. In the meantime, if you have any questions about what we just talked about or even something else, feel free to hit us up on the gram. I'll link both of our handles in the show notes for you. And if you're enjoying the show, we would so appreciate if you could just tap that five-star rating on Spotify, or if you could just take five minutes to leave a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Your feedback means the world to us. So when you leave a review on Apple, you'll be entered to win the monthly drawing for a fun-sized muscle tank. The next winner will be announced in episode 135. As always, thanks for listening, and don't forget to come back for part two.